Welcome to My Navigation of the NDIS, a podcast by myself, Leonie Whiting, and my support worker, James Monson. On this podcast, we will be talking about the ups and downs, ins and outs of my experience navigating through the NDIS. Both James and I speak from our experiences only, as we do not work for the NDIA. Hi, welcome to podcast number five. Five it is. Yeah, five. So just a service announcement. I think someone on YouTube has our fourth video on replay because it's had 124 views. So whoever that is, just hit the stop button. <laughs> go back to our normal normal numbers of about six. Six. <laughs> so that would be nice, please. Um, no, we're happy with the 100 and whatever it was. 124 views. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so last fortnight's been an interesting fortnight. I've had... I guess a little bit of a mental health thing going on. I um, cancelled all my services for a full week and went mental and cleaned the house and, you know, pulled every room apart and got rid of stuff I didn't need and stuff like that. I just needed to clarify some stuff in my head and to for me to do that, I tend to push everyone away and spend time in my own space and keep my mind busy. So by keeping my mind busy, I spring cleaned. So that was good in one way, but not so good in the other. It's not always good to push away people when you're really needing people to be around you. Um, But because that's the way I have done it my whole life, it's really hard to change that habit. But I'm all right. This week has been a bit better. I had everyone back on board again this week and they're all grateful that I actually answered the door. So um, yeah, I just wanted to speak a little bit about that um, in that not everyone can handle stuff in their life like I do. Um, and, and there are people that can handle it like I do, like I'm a tough cookie, um, but it's not always the best way to do things. and. You should not try and um, climb tall mountains without safety ropes. It's just not a wise thing to do. So uh, I would strongly not recommend to do what I did. Um, There are lots of um, places and... um, um, Not communities, the wrong word... Um, Helplines, are you talking yeah, about like helplines? Yeah, there's lots of things that you can access in society is what I'm probably trying to say that can help you through those things. And, and so don't ever think that you have to do it on your own. But sometimes just making that decision to um, contact the people that you need to contact or talk to the people that you need to talk to um, is the hardest decision of all. So... I just want to open up if there's ever, ever a time that you feel that talking to a stranger is going to be really, really hard. Me coming into your home all the time, chatting to you on this podcast, I hope you feel that I'm not a stranger and that 
if I can't help you, I'd certainly point you in the right direction for people to be able to help you. Yeah, I'll add to that. Um, so I'm a football fan, and there was a yes, um, there was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Green uh, who unfortunately took his own life, and that's very very sad. And and I think that you know it's one of those things that like Leonie sort of said, you know, you don't sometimes when you're at those points in in your life. That's Leonie's phone, not mine, not mine this time. Sorry guys, so fine. Um, when you're at points in your life, you know, sometimes you do push away the people, your supports and the people that you need the most. Um, and that's the hardest part, hardest part is getting, reaching out to those people because they're the people that you fear that you're going to hurt the most. So taking that step. Um, but then there's also like Leonie said, there's uh, helplines, lifeline, uh, Anglicare, I've got one, um, Beyond Blue, there's there's so many out there to help you. Um, there's I think there's even some online ones. But even your own um, district hospital usually has a psychologist or um, uh, a chaplain on board, which are usually really good um, to be able to talk to, and they can point you in the right direction. Um, especially with there being such an ens- emphasis now these days on mental health. And mental health isn't necessarily something that um, is with you every day. Sometimes it can just grab you for a small instant in your life. It doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to be suffering with it for the rest of your life. There are some people that do. Um, I know that my Parkinson's certainly plays a lot on my mental health. Um, so it is something that I'm going to have to battle with for the rest of my life. And there are people out there that have conditions like schizophrenia, um, borderline personality disorder, manic depression, or bipolar, as they call it these days, um, that that they're all going to be suffering every day with mental health. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I recognise that and I think it's great, but I don't want to take away from the emphasis that there are people out there that may just have something happen in their life and for that split amount of time in their life, it's going to affect them mentally. And you can still have the same respect shown to you as anyone that has a long-term mental illness. So don't feel that just because it's a short period in your time that you have no rights to this. That's not the case. The case is if you are feeling like for any reason at all that you are not coping, you can ask for help. Yeah, I um, I had a, a bit of a breakdown last year and I reached out to my, my soccer team, which is, you know, all guys, and that was pretty pretty hard, but it was you know, proved, proved to be pretty good, you know. Yeah, they were good. Very helpful. Mm, mm. So, None of them thought any less of you because I mean, you they did always that. thought less of me, anyways. <laughs> That's not true. Um, yeah, so you'd be surprised when you start talking to people about it. They can actually yeah, relate very, and very helpful. And very, they can say, helpful. "Oh, yeah, I've had stuff yeah. like that happen to me in my life. It's shit, mate." You know, yeah. and they, and and they can relate. And some people have the capability of getting to the top of the hill and seeing, oh, "Okay, it's smooth sailings." Let's go ahead. But some people just see another hill in front of them. So don't ever feel that you can't 
reach out because there's always someone out there that has some sort of inkling, empathy, understanding of what you've yep. been through and what you're going through at the time that you are at your worst. Yep. And if my wife Kat was here, she would definitely say that mental health is not just something that's a, a fix and forget. It's something that you've got to work on daily. Exactly right. If you don't maintenance your car, your car will just stop working. So it's the same principle. um, If you suffer with any sort of mental health, you have to maintain it. If you don't maintain it, then you can't... This is is an amateur hour. Then you can't... um, You can't... If you don't maintain it, it'll break, and then that's when it becomes a real issue. Sorry. It's a real issue, isn't it? Someone is trying to get in contact with me when they know that on Fridays I do a podcast <laughs> and I don't <laughs> like being disturbed. So. All right. Well. So, yeah. So I suppose that's just a little bit of a, you know, I don't know, a mental health awareness part. Um, you know, because it, it has, like, for Leone, it has been a tough. Tough fortnight. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about fortnight? Um, well, that leads into the next. I mean, bite night was pretty good, wasn't it? Oh yeah, bite night was great. <laughs> Once a fortnight, I go out with a social, a social group that James has organised. It's called Bite Night. So um, we talk to people with different um, levels of intellectual disabilities. Disabilities, and uh, it's great. I love it. It's really it's good. good. There's um, a, re- a really nice group of people, and and it makes you realise that. that not everything in your life is as bad as what you think it is because you look at them and you think, well, they're really happy and look at the shit they're going through so you can be happy too. Yeah. I think I think it's it's uh, I think the best thing about it is that you've got such a diverse group of people and it just it just works. It flows. We yeah. all seem to be able to have a conversation with each other and we can find a common ground to talk on and and um you know, there's one, one particular um, gentleman that goes and he is a movie fanatic and he can tell you um, who which actors played in what movie and, and how many times he's seen him in different movies and all this. And, and it's just really interesting to listen to his passion that he has for this um, this entertainment that he has in his life that makes his life meaningful you know we might think oh yeah okay he likes movies i i really like movies so you know to me it's really interesting but not everyone does that but it gives him a purpose and when you see that excitement of his of him having a purpose it's just wonderful yeah i see what you did there too so our next segment the next thing we're going to talk about is Giving yourself a purpose. Well done. Well done. Oh, wait. I'm going to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. Goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. Okay. So um, that leads us on to the next thing. Um, When I did all my uh, spring cleaning, I culled a lot of things that I no longer required, and I have a habit of keeping boxes that things have come out of because prior to owning the house we moved and I thought oh no then I can put it straight back in the box well now we own a house I don't really need these boxes and so 
I got rid of all those sorts of things. But um, your taste in your everyday living changes. Except it does in me. I, I think a change is as good as a holiday. So I tend to change the looks in the rooms and of the house quite often. So I've had all these things that I used to have in the room and I don't have in the room anymore, such as linens and things like that. And I thought, do I take them to the salvos? which the Salvos are great people and they've got a great purpose and, and, and I've got nothing against their religion. But I do have something to say about how I find that they are now outpricing people that are in need. Are the Salvation Army a religion? Yeah, they really? are. They certainly are. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's how it started. The Salvos are, is a religious... Organisation. Organisation, yes. Um, so... Um, I just find that they're outpricing the needy and so I thought what can I do with all this stuff that um, people could ha that people could have that really really need it so I went to the local homeless hub Sahassee S Shoalhaven something homeless Hollywood so um, anyway they were so so grateful and um, while I was there, I said, um, I have a Thermomix and I use it every day in my life. Would you like me to come in and cook a meal for these people once every three months so that they've had a freshly made meal with fresh ingredients, no preservatives, no nothing? And they were like, oh, yes, please. And then I sort of thought, and I was talking to James as we left, you know, I, I've had a really bad fortnight and, and I felt really miserable in my life, but I've got a roof over my head and I've got people in my life that would never allow me not to have a roof over my head. So I'm very fortunate in that, in that regard. These people have been trying to manage their lives in one of the worst wet seasons we've ever had. So not only do they not have a roof over their head, they don't have a dry place to sleep either. So I felt that there's always someone out there that is suffering a little more than what you are and that, you know, you can, you can use that in saying to yourself, come on, pick yourself up. Life isn't so bad. If they can suffer that, then I can suffer this. And, and so, yeah, as much as I would like to help them and... I've quite often um, spoke about opening up my spare rooms and things like that, but everyone in my life are concerned that I'm here on my own with a disability. And as much as I want to help people, it's not always wise to invite someone into your home that you don't know. So I haven't done that. So I've learned to do it in other ways. And so by giving to the homeless hub rather than giving to the Selvos, um, and donating uh, a little bit of food and, uh, um, and a couple of hours of my time to cook them a meal once every three months is nothing compared to what they suffer every day, wondering where they're going to get a meal from, uh, whether they've got a roof over their head, whether they're going to be warm, whether they're going to be mugged and murdered in their sleep, with lots of different, where they're going to have a shower, shower. Where, you know, where do you, basic stuff. Just you know, normal things that we take for granted and they they don't have those luxuries in their life. So I felt very humbled then and it was able to pull me out of the rut that I was in and now I'm heading back down the hill instead of trying to climb up it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't you want to be up the hill? 
No, when you get to the top of the hill, you yeah. want to be able to come back down. I do. It's to normality. You don't oh. want to stay manic. Oh, okay. I like manic. Oh, okay. Um, so it's the my wife can attest to that too. Uh, supported accommodation and homeless services, Shoalhaven, Illawarra. So that's the Hassie. Um, so they take donations and all sorts of things like that. So they're a fantastic organisation. And um, their prime, their prime, uh, their, their prime reason for existing is to try and get these people into residential, uh, into a into a home, into a flat into a, a place where they can be secure and not living on the streets. So that's their prime goal, which I think is brilliant. Yeah, and I believe that they, like, so they offer, you can do your washing there um, at the you hub. You can have a shower. You can have a shower. They've got toiletries, food, um, all that kind of stuff. You know, and I think the, 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 the main point of that was that, you know, going out and helping... Um, you know, and volunteering for someone, you know, because um, there are quite a few people that have got, you know, disabilities um, as well as um, psychosocial disabilities, you know, that, that, that sort of withdraw and or think that they can't offer anything, mm. you know. Um, on a Thursday, I take two young, young men... Um, one of whom has, uh, no, I can't think of what it's called now. It's just gone. Um, but anyways, so they both help out uh, at a food pantry, and you know, it's just grabbing some bags out of a car to help to help the people out and taking it to um, the food pantry at St George's Basin. You know, it, it's something as simple as that. You know, and they get a lot of that, a lot out of that because. The people that they're helping are so grateful, mm. and you know, a lot and of the, the time, and the people that own the, the volunteer thing or, yeah. or are running the volunteer thing, they're so grateful for your help. So even though I've got a, a disability and have been medically retired and told that I am unable to work, it gives me a sense of purpose to be able to help people, and so. Um, that that's the whole thing about it. And I spoke to my psychologist about the fact that it's so important to me about helping people. And because I finally, most of the time, have come to terms with the fact that I have a condition that's incurable um, and may well kill me at some point in my life, it is very common for people like me to want to help other people so they feel that their life has purpose and 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 it's so true it's it's definitely true of me yeah i i mean i can't, <laughs> can't say anything bad about that like the helping you know helping others is it's so rewarding so yeah, enriching just... so rewarding it's but i think that if you can get out there and you know, do something, you know. Yeah, people shouldn't be so judgmental. Unless you've walked 10 paces in someone else's shoes, you have no idea what what has brought them to the point that they are at that place in their lives. And, yeah, they they make huge mistakes. We all have. Yeah. We're all guilty of doing that. 
But unless you've walked 10 paces in somebody else's shoes, you've really got no idea about what their life has been like, what's brought yeah. them to the place that where they are now and the circumstances that they've had to try and fight through on their own. It's not easy. So, yeah, it's nice to help people. Yes, yes, it is. Um, so the other thing that we want to talk NDIS. So we're going to go back sort of towards the NDIS stuff, yeah. which is what we're meant to be talking about because we usually don't talk about it, but we're meant to be talking about <laughs> it. So we're going to talk about it. Um, so we've heard lots in the news about NDIS, you know, investigations into, you know, criminal groups and organisations. And I suppose what we wanted to talk about was how that affects you know, you know, you, you you think that you're okay. You're down here. You're by yourself. You know, and that's you know, you can't get taken advantage of, or you can't mistakenly or get something that's not meant to be gotten. Yeah. You can't be misled yeah. into believing that you can claim something through NDIS that you really shouldn't be. Yeah, and I, and I think that you know. Misinformation. That's you know, exactly we, right. we we talk about misinformation in news and we talk about it on Facebook and we talk about all this and that and the other. You know, it's the same in the NDIS world because a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of chatter out there. You know, oh, I got this. So then, well, well, why can't I get this? Because it might be a different, different reasoning, you know. Yeah. This person may not be able to visually see a tablet like a computer tablet versus having a laptop. So then they get a laptop. Um, you know, they might not be able to type on a keyboard, so then they get a tablet. You know, there's, there's, you've got to have a reasonable and necessary to why you get that thing. Criteria yeah, yeah, within yeah. your disability to um, qualify you for the things that you need in your life. So just because one person has it and they have a disability doesn't mean that it meets your criteria in having it for yourself. So you need to be aware that there are certain things that you will, if you want them, have to purchase yourself. You can't expect NDIS to supply you everything. But then in saying that, on the other hand, there was a lady on a current affair that got a payout from... And she'd had an accident which had landed her into a wheelchair and she's a quadriplegic. Now the NDIS is saying that she has to pay them back. I think that's wrong. She got a payout because she was injured. She got NDIS because she has and she is, because she is a quadriplegic and she has needs that come along with a quadriplegic. So therefore... Regardless, as far as I am aware, NDIS is not asset-tested. So if she had got the payout before NDIS had given her any funding, she wouldn't have to pay it back. Now they're asking her to pay it back, and I think that stinks. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know much about that one. But... Oh, look, I don't know the ins and outs of it. I just know what I heard on A Current Affair, and from what I could hear on the A Current Affair... She got her NDIS package while she was still going through the court battle about what um, was going to be awarded to her. And then she got her award and when the NDIS um, found out, they said, oh, well, it's like 
wages so we're going to ask you to pay that back but even if it was wages from what i understand of the ndis it is not asset assets asset asset tested tested so therefore um i like i said i don't know the ins and outs and i certainly don't want to misconstrue anyone i just think that the whole situation was a bit rough yeah for the lady that it's going, who's going through. Yeah, and I, and I think that the other thing, you know, you know, you've obviously we've obviously well, I said, you know, those criminal groups, you know, um, but that can happen on a very much on a smaller scale. So you know, you if you ever if you're in it's on the NDIS and you ever feel like you know you're being taken advantage of or you know someone's asking you to do something that you don't want to do or it doesn't quite sit well with you, you know, like, you know, going on a holiday, you know, and they bring their husband or partner or, you know, something weird like that. You know, if there's things that just don't sit right with you, you know, you can always, there's, there are NDIS helplines. You've got the, no. You didn't do your research very well, did you? I had it in my head. (laughs) Like a goldfish. This is the way you're supposed to write things down. down. (laughs) Anyways, but yeah, there are places that you can contact. There are places that you can contact. Now, you know, in saying that the NDIS has helped out a lot of people, it certainly has helped out me. Definitely. But, um... Regulation, though. It still needs regulation. It still needs regulation. That's correct. Very true. Um, and I think that... That would lead us into, well, it doesn't really lead into it. It's completely different. Um, companion cards. No companion cards. Which used to be a two-page form. It's not a two-page form That anymore. you put your name on, and then you took it to the doctor, and he has all your medical stuff. So, of course, yes, he says, this person's got Parkinson's. I'll sign off on it, da-da-da. That was it. You got your companion card. Well, now they're literally asking you to go to jail and back again. It doesn't say go to jail. <laughs> it's 10 pages. It's 10 pages now. 10 pages. So you've got to have letters from your specialists, letters from your doctors. You've got to attach all your um, medical criteria and all the rest of it. And it's just... So what it's going to do is it's going to... For people that don't want to go through all those things... And tr- go make a special appointment, which costs you a fortune to go to your specialist. And then you've got to go to your doctor, so that costs you. And then you've got to you know, do all this other stuff, which, you know, get passport um, photos taken. And all this stuff that costs you. And they're, they're probably on a disability pension. I'm going to say we'll stick that in the jumper. Can I just say, though, that as a support worker, so if we go to the movies, it's on you. I know. So that's two tickets. Whereas if you have a companion card, you only have to pay for one. This so is very there true. Is a good there's, upside, there's good and so bad. But what I'm saying is they've made, made a very simple, a, sim- a very simple thing, and made it very complicated. That's that's how I see it. Yeah. But you know, in all in all fairness, it is it is worth it, and I think that all of it depends every, on how often you go out. I everyone guess. should get one. Everyone, yeah. Everyone, everyone should get one. It just depends on how often you go out. Yeah. I don't go out that often. No, well, you should. Um, it's good for you. It's good for everybody. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Ah, so I think that's it. I think that's it for that's this it. week. Thank so, you very much. So, but we are. Oh, oh no, I'm gonna add. Oh wait, hold on. That's the end. Oh my god. Yeah. Thank you. See ya. Thank you. No wait, no, we're not. Till next time. No, we're not finished. Oh, why, why aren't we finished? Because we're gonna ask a question. Remember, you, you can ask the question. Oh, okay. So it says what? Oh, okay. If you want to know anything, if you'd like us to find anything out oh, for I'll you. I'll stop the cheering. Oh, I, if you'd like to know anything, if you want us to find out anything for you, if you think that talking to me is easier than talking to someone that you don't know, please click the links below and you can access us rather easily if Jane gets it right. Um, but if you have a question that you want answered on our podcast, or if you want to hear us talk about something on, on our podcast, please, yeah. Please let us know. Let us know. All right. It was nice again. Bye. Yeah. Bye this time. <laughs>